I'm Stephen Hunt. Welcome to the Active Performance Podcast, a podcast that gives top global managers and their teams the confidence and power of clarity to grow their international business in innovative ways. This week, four faultless tactics to make your change implementation plan stick. If you're a global manager, use these four easy ways to boost clarity about your change plans and better still, make people want to implement your plans. If you're a global manager, you know how to implement change at an individual level, you know how to do it at a small team level, but at some point you're going to be asked to implement change at an organisational level, or certainly at a divisional or functional level. You may find this much harder because of two factors, the distance between locations and the multiple time zones that you're operating in. So how can you get your global function or global division to stick to a change implementation plan? When global managers ask me that, I always turn it round with this question. When you were younger, how did your parents make you remember to clean your teeth? If I ask that to a group of global managers, we always get some funny answers, but the vast majority of the group come up with the same list, and it has four elements. The benefit of cleaning your teeth. So typically, father said, son, if you don't clean your teeth, your breath will smell, and the other kids at school will make fun of you. If the thought of a stinky breath didn't make you clean your teeth, certainly the idea of all the other kids at school laughing at you made you clean your teeth. Secondly was choice. People were reminded to clean their teeth, but remarkably few were actually forced. Dental hygiene was simply a natural choice. Thirdly, rituals. Most people had an established routine. They clean their teeth when they get up, and they clean their teeth when they go to bed. And then there was self-discipline. The best parents encourage their kids to control their own behaviour. That's just part of the process of maturing. So you know how to stick to a change plan at an individual level. You know how to get one or two other people, like your kids, to stick to a change plan. You can even do it with a small group. The real question is, how do you get a whole company or a global division or a large function to stick to their change implementation plan? Well, surprise, surprise. You use the same four idiot-proof ways as your parents did when they were getting you to clean your teeth. So these are the four faultless tactics. Tactic number one, know the benefits of your change plan, repeat them and embed them. You've got to be able to connect the benefit to your listeners. So you're always looking to frame the benefit from their perspective, not yours and certainly not the company's benefit. To work well, a benefit must do two things. One, it must improve that person's perception of themselves, and two, it must improve that person's perception of themselves in the group. So the benefit to your kid of cleaning their teeth is not to reduce the costs of dental treatment, because they don't pay for those costs anyway. You do. It's the bank of mum and dad that pay six months later when your child is getting fillings. The real benefits to your kids are their breath doesn't smell and the kids at school don't laugh at them. Think of hotels and in hotel rooms that the sign in the bathroom about reusing the towels and the text is always along the lines of 90% of our guests reuse their towels and in doing so help to protect the environment. You can help to protect the environment too if you reuse your towel. 
Social norms can be a powerful motivator in getting people to see the benefits of change. I've seen instances where this type of benefits-based messaging has improved implementation rates by as much as 50%. Tactic number two, use choice. And what the experts do is they connect the choice that people make today to a benefit. So the benefit is like a guiding north star the choice is the next few steps along that road. It always helps to break it down into small steps, the next three steps, baby steps. Tactic number three is to encourage self-discipline. Set goals. Yes, learn from missed goals and missed deadlines, but also learn from your overachievement. Far too many teams and departments focus on the goals that they missed and the deadlines that they didn't achieve. Far few focus on what happened when we overachieved and how can we repeat that again. Then, of course, you can use activity trackers, dashboards, reminders, habit formation apps and all the rest of it. But you, as a global manager, want to let the local teams get on with that. You can aggregate the results up for reporting purposes to the global level. Global functions and global divisions have an 80 to 85% chance of success if they have a mechanism, so that's a tracker, a dashboard, a reminder, to establish self-discipline. And that's according to research from Harvard University. The fourth tactic is rather more obvious, and that is to create and establish rituals. So rituals can be using those dashboards and activity trackers, reminders, etc., the key to getting rituals established in an organization is to make it public. So you want your middle managers and your junior managers to talk about the results, talk about being on track or not in team meetings, in departmental meetings. You also want to reward positive behavior, positive behavior of any sort, whether the goal is achieved or not. And you can explain this to the group in this way. I, I once saw a CEO explain this to a group of global managers where he simply stretched out his arm in front of him and he said, that is the goal. And then he put both of his arms up to the side, rather like a cross position. And he said the following, everything that is in front of me is a move in the right direction. It's a positive move. All I need from you and your departments and your teams are positive moves towards the goal. Even if we start going off to the side, we can correct our course and take a more direct route. The example was brilliant. It gave the local managers the freedom they needed, but it was also very clear what the CEO's expectations were. And in the end, they implemented the projects in record time. And one bonus tactic here, don't waste time mapping out highly detailed processes. Most of us are not implementing change at a nuclear power plant. If we were, we'd need to write down every step and have it worked out in advance. There are only two reasons to map out a detailed process. Number one, safety, and number two, legal reg regulations. It's about success, not perfection. Just look at how fast home working and remote working has been introduced during the corona crisis. So what we're saying is that in principle, the tactics don't change when you're working with a global group. They're quite simply the benefits, choice, self-discipline and rituals. 
When you do these four things, you create an environment where people choose to change and people want to change. And that is absolutely the holy grail of change implementation. I'm Stephen Hunt. Thank you for listening. Join me next time for more on how top global managers use confidence and the power of clarity to grow their business. Oh,